Welcome to another podcast with us here at Jackson Impact Financial Group. I'm Christian Jackson, and the title of this session is What Would I Tell My 25-Year-Old Self When It Comes to Making Wise Financial Choices? So that would be looking back approximately 15 years ago uh, for me. Um, thinking back, that's when I would have finished up grad school, um, started down the path that I'm on now uh, for a career, uh, would soon be getting engaged, and, and my wife and I would have uh, just bought our first apartment. And, um, you know, that age 25 um, is more of a general number I chose where often we, be, we begin, quote unquote, adulting. It's around the age where it's most common to see, just like I had mentioned for myself, someone graduate college, begin starting a career, possibly looking at buying their first home, um, or maybe getting married and beginning to start a family. And with all these major life events, we are thrown into the world of adulting and many important financial decisions come right along with that. Now, I, I do understand that a lot of you listening in are, are maybe well past this phase of your lives. However, uh, this is a stage that maybe your kids or grandkids are entering. Maybe you have a younger sibling or relative that fits this mold. If so, I would encourage you to, to definitely forward this podcast on. Uh, you wouldn't believe how often I'm talking with a client that says, I wish I would have started doing this uh, years ago in my 20s when it comes to you know, an array of financial topics, mostly retirement savings. Moreover, um, you know, some of the basics here I'm going to share may be a helpful reminder or will help you get back on track to where you need to be no matter what stage of life you're in. So let's go ahead and dive in here. Uh, so the first thing I would tell my 25-year-old self is to get organized. And what exactly does that mean when talking about money and finances? That means establishing a budget, tracking your money on a monthly basis. We'd like to think that as a 25-year-old, you would have some type of income. Hopefully you began a position down your career path, but if not, at least some type of job providing a, a steady paycheck. To go along with that income, you're likely going to have expenses. Those common monthly expenses would be uh, car payment, rent, mortgage, uh, cell phone, food, utilities, you know, the, the list goes on. And these are all items that need to be figured into your budget. And that budget can be tracked in whatever way you're really comfortable with. There's, there's tons of uh, apps out there if you want to go that route with technology and doing it on your phone. Uh, Mint is one of the more common ones that's been around for a while. Everydollar.com is what my wife and I use. Um, but, you know, it can be as simple as old school Excel or, or even a pen or paper. Um, whatever tool you use, um, you know, what you use here is not the important thing. It's just sticking to that plan and consistently tracking your inputs and outputs on a monthly basis. You know, that's the main thing. And I know this sounds very basic, but something as simple as a budget is underutilized. When it comes to wise money choices, there's no skill more important than mastering the basics. And a budget is definitely the first step to that. The next recommendation I would make to my 25-year-old self after getting my budget rolling is to start building up an emergency account or a rainy day fund. The reality is we live in an unpredictable world and need and you know unexpected things come up and that's certainly true when it comes to our finances you know cars break down 
accidents happen, you name it. There's, there's all kinds of unexpected things that come up that are not built into your budget. The first goal to building up an emergency account is to get a few thousand dollars in there if you're just starting from scratch. The end goal to what money, many experts define as a fully funded emergency account is about three to six months of your normal income. And you know, on top of that, the funds, you know, that account would need to be liquid, something that you can easily access um, in the event of an emergency. So a savings account would be the simplest and most common place for this account. Uh, you know, pretty self-explanatory here. No need to go into much more detail. You just, you need to follow through with it. The next concept I would relay to my 25-year-old self is to avoid any unnecessary debt. This is a timely one because, you know, as we speak, interest rates and the cost to borrow money is rising. You've heard the term keeping up with the Joneses before. Don't fall into that trap. Just because your neighbor or friend bought a new car or maybe purchased a new house means that you need to do the same. Evaluate your budget and make sure it's the right time for you. There's nothing wrong with buying a used car, assuming you do need one, versus buying a brand new vehicle. That can sometimes save you thousands of dollars that you would eventually have to pay back, not to mention the interest on top of that. Additionally, avoid credit cards. Compound interest works both ways. Unfortunately, when it comes to credit cards and debt, it's working against you. The last concept I would mention to my 25-year-old self would be in regards to long-term savings or retirement choices. When it comes to saving for the long-term, the old adage of putting away 10% for tomorrow has really now moved more to somewhere between 13 to 15%, uh, according to many experts out there. So that means taking advantage or taking that percentage out of each paycheck and saving it into some type of retirement vehicle. Now, not everyone can or will start out right away, you know, at that 13 to 15%. However, that's the target to build towards. Sometimes it's as simple as starting out at 5% or even just a couple hundred bucks a month, depending on your budget. However, you want to try and increase that each year if you're able to in order to get to that goal. The other thing to keep in mind when talking to my 25-year-old self is I haven't started a family yet or if you haven't taken on maybe a mortgage payment each month, you very well may be in a position to start socking away a very high percentage from the start before some other expenses do arise and force you to cut back. If this is the case where maybe you've already got a full-time job, you know, take advantage of that scenario. It'll pay huge dividends down the road as you now can let compounding interest work in your favor, you know, contrast to what I had mentioned earlier with debt. And so, you know, we talked about how much to save but, um, you know, to go right along with that, you know, we haven't really discussed where exactly to put it. And when it comes to, you know, putting away long-term savings or retirement money, we often use the three-bucket approach. Uh, the three buckets to put your money in would be free money, tax-advantaged money, and then thirdly, taxed money. And this is nothing I made up. This is a strategy used by many financial professionals. So the initial goal is to fill up the free money bucket. Now, what exactly is free money? Through this concept, we're referring to any matching an employer in an employer-sponsored retirement plan. 
Again, we're hoping that your 25-year-old self has started down your career path in a full-time position that has benefits to go along with it. One of the most common employer benefits that we hear about is a 401k. And it is also very common for an employer that offers that type of plan to match up to a certain percentage. For example, an employer may match up to 4%. So if you choose to defer, say, 2% of your paycheck into that retirement account, often pre-taxed, your employer will also match that 2%. If you choose to do 4%, they'll match that 4 If you choose to do, let's say, 7 your employer will still just match up to that first 4%. So with that said, you know, you'd be silly not to do at least minimum 4% there. That is your free money. If you didn't contribute at least um, that to that 4% matching there, that's quote unquote free money you're leaving on the table. And in my example, let's say you did take advantage of that 4% match, you're really saving eight. You'd be more than halfway to that goal of the 13 to 15% that I mentioned earlier. Uh, and if you're listening in and all you take away, you know, your only walk away from this podcast podcast is one concept. I think it's going to be that, hey, if your employer offers um, a match, do it. That's free money. Now, uh, let's talk about the second bucket. The second bucket is tax advantage money. This would be money that you don't have to pay taxes on any growth, provided you meet certain criteria in retirement. The best example of this would be a Roth IRA. Post-tax money goes in, no taxes are due on it as it grows, and then no taxes are due on any growth of that when taken out in retirement down the road after 59 and a half. Additionally, more and more employers are offering a Roth option um, within their 401ks or 403bs or or whatever your um, retirement account may be through an employer with similar tax benefits. And then lastly, that third bucket Um, which is obviously a bucket where your money is either taxed as it grows or taxed on the back end when you go to use it down the road. Um, And, and, you know, obviously bucket number one and then bucket number two are the ones that we want to fill up the most. So uh, to to wrap up here, let's do a quick review of what I would tell my 25-year-old self. One, set up a budget and stick to it. Two, build up an emergency account that's fully funded with three to six months of income. Three, avoid any unnecessary debt. And then four, say, try to save 13 to 15% towards retirement and do so by taking advantage of matching from employer plans and in a tax advantage way with the Roth. Now, keep in mind, there's always going to be some exceptions here to you know, what I outlined. But generally speaking, what I just covered is a great process to run with if you're getting started like so many in this stage of the game. None of the ideas I have covered, you know, so far in this podcast are complicated by any means. You just have to give it the attention and priority. Anyone can talk about the importance of focusing, you know, on the things that matter the most, especially when referring to making wise money choices. However, seeing people actually live it and put it into action is less common. Hopefully there are some helpful concepts here that you can take away and put into action yourself. Or pass along to that 25-year-old person you know that could do the same. Thanks a bunch for listening in, and be sure to follow us on all major social media outlets and visit our website at jacksonpeckfg.com.
If you have any comments, feedback, or something to add, please definitely reach out. Um, also, we're, we're always looking for ideas on future podcast topics. If you have one, shoot us a quick email. We'd love to hear from you guys. Christian Jackson is registered representative of and offers securities through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. And Daryl Peck is an investment advisor representative of and offers securities and investment advisory services through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Memra, member FINRA SIPC Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. We are located at 121 South Main Street, Kewanee, Illinois, 61443. Phone number is 309-761-8139.